everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rolling Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Rocky McVeigh, and I'm here with my co-host, Roland Robinson. Hey, everybody. And uh, this week, we're joined again by Jason Carmen. Hey, everybody. And we got a new one on this week we never had before. Uh, our good buddy, Shane Harris. <laughs> yeah, may never happen again, but uh, <laughs> let's hope it does, though. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> No problem. We've we've been wanting you since the beginning, Shane. (laughs) Glad to be here, man. (laughs) So, uh, the theme for this week is uh, UFOs. And uh, if if it wasn't for the coronavirus, uh, we'd probably be talking (laughs) more about UFOs. (laughs) But uh, it seems like... uh, uh, the coronavirus kind of put this on the back burner, but if you didn't know, the fucking government just admitted that there's UFOs in February, <laughs> and uh, which I guess we've known about this for uh, what two years now, but in February, uh, the government just straight up admitted it. So <laughs> now we know that uh, everything we saw back two years ago was true, uh, and if you haven't seen it. Uh, you should look it up. There's a lot of there's hours of footage that was released uh, back in 17. Uh, the, the Navy had a video from some planes chasing, uh, some, uh, I think it was two different UFOs. Uh, when was it, Carmen? You said it earlier. It was what, 2000? Um, yeah, the first one was in 2004. And um, I think there were two pilots or two planes that were... Um, doing some sort of exercise on a aircraft carrier and uh yeah so they they uh they observed this um they call it the tic tac it was like a pill shaped um uh object um flying very erratically and pretty much in a way that's not capable or we're not capable of with a known aircraft. Yeah, wasn't it flying like at a against winds of like like 160 kilometers or whatever? It was like some insanely high wind speed it was going against. Yeah, it it was. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there was also like it would like it would like shoot up like. 30,000 feet in the air and then it would like shoot straight back down. Like, and it was like an yeah. instant. Like, yeah, so, and it was, uh, it was doing all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. It was, and, like, uh, it was like reacting to the, the pilots. Yeah. What a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. is those Navy ships, the radars, uh, they've got like three different radars that cover certain altitudes. Yeah. And, you know, between like zero to 10,000, 10, 20, 20, 30,000 feet, it was just zipping in between all those those uh, uh, different altitudes, which, you know, which was recorded. You can see all that on, on YouTube, I believe. But there, uh, was one, there was one that I found really interesting. The guy's sitting there. He finally got it uh, in his target sites, and he's sitting there talking about, talking to all the guys. They're all cutting up laughing because they're like, what the hell is this thing? What the fuck is it doing? And it, was, it would hover up, stop, and then just start oscillating, start rotating on itself, and then rotate over. And go well, go off. And they was like, "How's it? There's no way it can move like that." And then there was another one where they were actually 
trying to get a lock. Like they were just playing a game. They were trying to get a lock on this thing. And it was it's a tiny little speck on the radar or on this, uh, the screen, targeting screen. And it's zipping and zipping and zipping. And they finally, the guy finally got a lock on it. But nothing like the, nothing that would move that quick, right? No, it really is probably the most compelling um, footage. Not only because of what's on it, but it was declassified by the Navy, and that pretty much confirms, yeah, this is a legit UFO. Yeah, because you always have to worry about someone pulling a hoax, or right. doing something to get their ten minutes of fame. This is the actual military with actual military personnel on there going, what's going on? We, we literally don't know what this thing is. We don't know what it's doing. And so that there's a real level of, you know, a authenticity and validity to that. And it wasn't just, um, you know, like, um, atmospheric anomaly or something like that because it was tracked on radar and uh i think in i don't know sure if it was the first or second incident they said there was actually a fleet of them yeah i did hear that he's like there's a whole fleet of these things yeah the fleet the however many there were showed they only saw the one visually but they saw the fleet um on radar and uh what was the guy's name in the first one? I keep forgetting. Um, Far, 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 Far with an F, I think was his last name, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but he was one of the pilots, and he said um, this thing was not making like sonic booms when it should have. It was traveling so fast, and the way that it was maneuvering, just zipping through the air and up and down, if there had been a pilot in the thing, it would, it would have mulched them. Like so much, so many G, so much G force would would have been applied to the thing. It'd be polygello. Yeah, pretty much. It, that's that's the one of the most interesting things you bring up, Jason. Is is the fact that that you know, obviously it's not the first time anybody's ever seen one, but uh, it's the first time that anybody's acknowledged it from the U.S. government. The way that these things move and the way that it's always been described that these things move, there's no way possible, you know, or so we think that a being or a creature could actually survive in, in the G-forces that, that would be sustained in, in a vehicle. And, you know, that, that's, that's what's mind-blowing to me is, you know, this is, like I said, this is the first time this has ever been seen or, or ever been witnessed, the first time it's being acknowledged by the government. But most of the time it's described, it's described moving in these manners. And yet the G-forces, you know, would be no normal person could live through this. And, and that, I think that's one of the most interesting things. You know, what are we really looking at here? Is this a man-made ship or a man ship, manned ship? Right. Or is this, is this you know, some uh, drone or whatever that, that uh, uh, the aliens are putting out there so you know that's that that brings up a totally another question well that's something i want to i want to come back to that that point uh here in a little bit because there's something else we want to talk about that i uh that has to do with this and it has to that's a good point that i want to come back to but uh is it a theory you have 
No, it's not theory I have, but it's something okay. else we're going to talk about that brings up that, that exact point. Okay. But uh, before we get into that, um, I just uh, want to say that uh, this whole like uh, the government admitting it thing, because I looked it up and it's, one was from 2000. One of the videos was from 2004. Uh, the, uh, there was two other videos and they were from uh, 2015. And uh, as Shane had talked about, uh, we hadn't talked about it here, but we talked about this earlier, how these were actually leaks until now because <laughs> they weren't official until this year, basically. It's, it's been released twice, just once officially, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it was like in February through uh, through April, they like they finally started like it was all official, but it, it was not official back in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I actually, uh, I know a few people that's been in uh, naval intelligence, and uh, I won't say any names here because I don't want this, this getting back to what I've been told. But I've I've heard stories like this from them about different things like this that's happened while they've been in intelligence. And this one, what I'm going to say isn't, uh, I'm not going to say like any of the stories I've been told other than this. Uh, I was told by one person that was in intelligence that the the government has has a code in the books for uh, uh, signals intercepted by alien spacecraft, and every single intelligence officer is given this code, and if they in, intercept something, they have to report it under this code, and it's in the books, but of course, he was the person that told me this, said they had never like had it, they never used this code, but it is the code that's given to every single official in case, because while they're monitoring everything, they have something they can use, so that makes me, that, that actually I was already led like to me thinking like, well, if you made up a code for this, there has to be a reason that the government like already put one of these codes out there. Wait, okay, we, we for my slow mind, we will you repeat that? What does this code do exactly? So they have a code. Just, the code is just like so, like everything you know, everything that goes through intelligence has to be coded, right? Based on okay. what it is. So, like you know, the intelligence agencies intercept all kinds of different stuff. So they encode it based upon what kind of. Uh, uh, video or audio they've intercepted. So, you know, it could be terrorism or whatever. I don't know what all the codes are, but, but th- there's a specific code that you, you would make something if you intercept this that says aliens from space. <laughs> so it's like, so, a, <laughs> so code star man. Yeah. Uh, it means you've got some transmission from a, a UFO or, or alien or whatever. Yeah. Or, you have intercepted a transmission and you got to send it back to the Pentagon and that's what you coded under. You're like, this is an alien transmission that we've intercepted. We're sending it to you to be <laughs> decoded. <laughs> so, uh, that already, like, I remember this was years ago when I was told this and I was like, what? well, that's something. <laughs> this Get was like this before this show. stuff. Let's call him in. Let's get him on the show right now. No, I don't think I don't think they would be willing to do that. But we can disguise his voice and put like a shadow yeah. over him or something. Given the monster voice, um, yeah, I, that's interesting because you know I I um yeah the the government will write up admit that they're tracking 
they've been tracking UFOs in the loosest sense of the word. Um, and not specifically alien intelligence. Uh, so that that's kind of interesting. Because, you know, a UFO is technically anything could be a UFO. If you don't, don't you think it's it wild that they, that speaking of that, the UFO thing, they changed that. So, like, they no longer call them UFOs. And when did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now they're UAFs. Unidentified aerial phenomenon is what the. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love how the government likes to rename things. Uh, yeah, they love their uh, um, ac- acronyms. Same damn thing, just different letters. <clears throat> so, uh, so now we've talked about the them releasing it. So let's let's go back to your point, Shane. So this is something that we, we all talked about. We want to talk about before, uh, but uh, Bob Lazar. Uh, now, if you don't know who Bob Lazar is, guys, uh, Bob Lazar is, uh, he was um, a gentleman that worked for, uh, he worked for a company out in Arizona that did, uh, they did uh and they sell like uh they did uh like uh medical she, equipment or science yeah medical equipment and they uh, did like so uh uh space space stuff like i can't like i don't know why i can't think of a word right now but <laughs> aer- aeronautics uh top equipment and he got recruited while he was or this is what he says while he was working for this company he got recruited uh to work at area 51 Although he didn't actually, he doesn't say he actually worked at Area 51. He says he worked at a uh, a compound that's close to Area 51, which he said was named S4. Uh, now all of this stuff, th- I mean, he's been this has been going on since the 80s. Uh, there's a if you haven't seen it, there's a documentary that's out right now. Uh, came out last year about him. Uh, I highly recommend it. I'm like I've always been kind of a skeptic. Uh, when it comes to this stuff, and I think a lot of a lot of these people are nuts. However, Bob Lazar is a very plausible is very plausible, and when I watch his stuff, I'm like, I believe what he says. <laughs> yeah, he makes a more compelling case for it than um, uh, what was that guy we were talking about earlier? Uh, Bill Cooper. Bill Cooper. Uh, Bill Cooper. Yeah. Well, Bill yep. Cooper did come out and say some of some of his crap was literal that crap. Bill Cooper was insane. I don't believe anything <laughs> he ever said, <laughs> including that, that his name is Bill Cooper. The end of his life, like, showed how insane he really was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go back into this. So, so Bob Lazar. Is very I I do find him to be very credible. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about him. I mean, have you? I know Shane. Like I know you've like uh, watched some of his stuff. Yeah, I I love his stuff. And I basically uh, not just in the um, not just in the uh, documentary, but I I mean I've seen him on other other shows and other interviews. And he's he's basically like you know if if you don't believe me, I really don't care. <laughs> uh, this is what's happened. And he's almost went to the point of saying you know I, I wished i hadn't even came out and said anything you know yeah. it's destroyed his life the fbi they rate him every 
chance they get uh, just, you know, if he looks at anybody the wrong way. And, and you know, the fact that he mentioned an, uh, an element that got added to the periodic table, uh, table five years later or eight years later, whatever it was, you know, that even adds to his credibility. So, I mean. I think the, uh, so this, this has to do with the documentary that they made. But uh, one of the big things in the documentary that really, like, I mean, I already sort of believed him because I'd watched a lot of his, like, videos before the documentary. But in the documentary, when uh, he says, uh, when they're out, do you remember the part where he takes them out? He takes him out in the, the guy that's filming the documentary out in the middle of nowhere, and he tells him he has something to tell him. Mm-hmm. And then he won't say it on camera. But he tells the guy that was in the doc, that was doing the documentary. And then it was like the next day the FBI raided his business. Yeah. That was, to me, that was like, how the hell? (laughs) Like that just, that just like all of a sudden, like he was going to tell this secret that he hadn't told nobody else. And then the FBI shows up. I can't remember, but did they ever say what he was trying to tell him off camera? I don't remember. It's, it's Uh, it was insinuated that he was telling him they still had some of, because he had said before that he had still had some of the element okay. 151 That's what or 115. Yeah. And it was insinuated he was going to show it on camera. And like, yeah. then he backed out the last minute. He was like, he decided not to do it. And he was going to show him where it was at. And, uh, and then the next day he was raided by the FBI after he like was going to do this on camera. <laughs> My question is, if the FBI, like, does the FBI even know what the hell they would be looking for? Yeah. I mean, do they even know what this element <laughs> looks like? Because the guy he runs, like, you know, he makes fireworks, homemade fireworks. And, you know, they look pretty, you know, not just these little homemade rinky-dink things, you know. But he has the powder and the different chemicals. And and they were showing some of that stuff. And, you know, if he had a bowl of, you know, this for this color of, uh, you know, firework and this color of firework. And if you had a bowl of the stuff sitting there, would the FBI really even know? I mean, <laughs> is, is it just like that out there that you could be able to recognize element 115? I mean, seriously. Well, I would think that uh, if you're going to raid the place and you're looking for something specific, you would at least send one person that knows what you're looking for. This is the government we're talking about, though. <laughs> well, that's, that's possible. <laughs> but, I mean, don't, don't you find it fascinating, though, that this guy's dealing with, you know, uh, you know, metal and and, uh, you know, basically crumbs and, you know, just uh, mashed up metals and, and things and, and you know, things that make big booms in the sky. And he's like the perfect person to be able to hide this stuff, you know in you know container marked fireworks or something <laughs> you know what i'm saying i mean it just it's just very convenient to me that you know he makes fireworks and you know he could very well have just you know made the element uh look like part of everything else you know maybe i'm reaching here but well what really gets me about that whole situation was that all, they raided him and they gave no reason whatsoever for why he they said did that, it. He said it happens all the time. Too. Yeah. yeah. He was like, because, and, but they gave no reason. They were there for like hours and then they just left. Like there was no reason for them to be there. And I was, I mean, as I watched this, I'm like, what, why you, you should at least give a reason. And there was no reason. It was just like, we came to raid you and now we're leaving. <laughs> 
Uh, what business was he running? Just out of curiosity. What what Shane's talking about? He does like he makes like uh, fireworks and a bunch of other different kind of things. He's uh, he runs his own business, and he like he he makes things like this. He uh, not just fireworks, but a lot of different things. He stuck commission for stuff. I would assume the way the reason they probably rate him. This is me just because I'm not seeing this, so I'm I'm just grabbing at things. I know the ATF is really likes to get up people's asses, especially if you're dealing with any kind of explosives. So that is probably the precedence in which they tried to rate him. I mean, there was really no reason given when they came. Like they didn't really give him a reason. They just like rated him, <laughs> and they left with nothing. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know. He he's he he seems to be very credible, and uh, he does. Uh, another thing that uh, another item that happened with him was he. Uh, of course, I mean Area Fifty One's been you know the government's publicly recognized it exists. However, they don't tell you like what the buildings are called or anything what's going on in the place. So he says he works at S Four, which is an area that's an offshoot from Area Fifty One. It's in the same. It's not there, the pictures you always see of Area 51. It's like off to the side of it, but it's like not too far, maybe like a mile or something from it. Area 52. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, that's in Utah. There actually is Area 52 in Utah. Anyway, we'll get back to this. Uh, it's an offshoot, and it's he called it S4. Uh, back in the 80s, well, the first time he came out about this, uh, he told this reporter uh, out in, I think he worked for... I think he worked for like the Phoenix News or something. So he told this reporter and the reporter like tried to confirm this S4. He just wanted to confirm that this building existed. So he called, he basically just called out to Area 51 and he was like, hey, uh, I need to speak uh, with somebody at S4. And the first time he called, some random guy just grunt answered and was like, sure, I'll send you over there. And he just like, forwards him over to this <laughs> this building and then somebody answers and just starts talking to him about being a s4 and you know just like what's uh he would say he couldn't tell him anything but he could confirm that you know the building and everything and uh he was like well that's all i needed and uh then they thanked the guy and then he called then he called back like a week or two later and there was like there's no such place as s4 <laughs> And to this day, they still say there's no place for this S4. But he was like, I talked to the guys, and they were like, we're in S4 right now. Yeah, those guys are dead now. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 is something else that kind of leads uh, credibility to him, because like, they're denying this place exists, but this reporter just somehow got through to some random grunt that just didn't know what he was doing and just admitted to everything. <laughs> it was his first week. Come on. Man, intern, and, his last, and his last. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting little factoid. Um, if you guys ever look up um, Area 51 on Google Maps, there is a baseball diamond there. <laughs> I've uh, never looked at that. No. You, you should. It's kind of neat and weird. <laughs> they have. I know they've really expanded it over the years. <clears throat> like uh, a lot of the pictures you see of it, uh, like that we're used to seeing of it, 
uh, is not what it looks like now. So, so do you think like they have like, uh, like field days for the people that work there and they just have picnics and, and maybe go out and play baseball or softball, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it that type of camaraderie between these people? They, I mean, the LA probably feel like they live with one another. So, hey, let's go out and play some baseball. Let's go out and play some, uh, Oh, some cornhole guys or something, you know. I bet that I bet they have company baseball teams. Yeah, you know, sometimes you you, you got to get in that preseason for you know Army versus Navy baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like or the it's not US. like the Area Fifty One from uh, Independence Day where uh, data is like they don't let us out much. <laughs> <laughs> They don't let them off the base very much. <laughs> well, now, like, uh, that is one thing. Like, uh, Bob Lazar talks about that, and he says there's a plane that flies uh, out of McCarran. Yeah, directly yep. to the base, and yep. it takes people in and out, like, every day. Yep. And it's just the normal people that work there. They go in and out every day by this one plane. And, um, so they do let them out. Like all these people are leave the base pretty much every single day. None of them are staying there and living there. So, so why can't like the media catch one of these people and be like, Hey, what are you doing inside? What's going on? I mean, why can't they do that? <laughs> well, I, guess, sure. I mean, you sign, I mean, you know, you got to sign like a huge NDA when you go in there. Oh yeah. And Let's when you're kidnap- signing, when Let's kidnap signing, all these guys. <laughs> just take him. Let's make them talk. <laughs> when, when you're signing an NDA with the federal government, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's – I mean, I, I've had to sign <laughs> NDAs with companies that I've worked for about stuff I wouldn't talk about, like products we were working on. But, uh, you know, I would probably talk about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But now, if I'm doing something for the U.S. military, I would think twice about talking about it. <laughs> when there's an armed guard right beside me, I would think twice about what I have to, what I say to other people about what's in yeah. this NDA. Yeah, the, the stakes are a little higher. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So uh, that uh, so now let's get to the point I was uh, that Shane was talking about earlier. So like the way they move. So Bob Lazar uh, mentions this, and he he saw the video, and this is something that wasn't in the documentary, but it was uh, he was on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, and it was after this got released in 2017, and he like watched the videos and commented on the videos. And uh, showed like what he knew about the the ships that he had worked on. So when he like worked on the ships, he said that they have like uh, they don't fly the way that you think they would fly. So like when they go up, they go up and then they're like a saucer shape. So they'd be like that. So like you would think they would fly like that, but that's not how they fly. They turn. And then the bump that's on the saucer, that's what makes the propeller and they shoot forward like that. And if you watch the videos, like they have that shape. And when it shoots off, it turns exactly the way he says it does. And the bump is pointed as it shoots off. So that's what's giving it the force. And he's like, 
that's this is exactly he was like describing it like this is exactly what i worked on and this is exactly how they flew and that's exactly what the what it is that you're looking at on this video <laughs> uh so and this was like you know this was in uh what 2018 or 2019 when he did this podcast it was after all this had uh already came out last year yeah so did you did you listen to the podcast at least roland I listened to most of it, yeah. So, uh, once again, leading credibility to what he had to say. Oh, yeah. And, during that, um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but during that first incident, the one in 2004, um, the, the, the pilot who was chasing this thing, um, one of the pilots, um, he said it disappeared from his view. And then the people on the ship who were tracking it on radar started freaking out because, uh, it, it reappeared about, I'm not sure, uh, 60 miles away or something like that, which means it traversed that distance in about a minute. So that's like, I think it was like 35, 3,600 miles per hour. So that's well, kind of ridiculous. Here, here's a thought. Now, this may be contradictory to what like Lazar or any of the other ones are saying, but who's to say it's even a, there's even creatures inside of it? Any yeah. kind of biological creatures of for, for that matter. Um, yeah. I mean, we can't really, we can only assume but we know drones we know we have drones we have drones and that uh, we we're just now in the start of using drone technology um on an everyday basis we're still relatively new about some with some of that and some of the stuff that drones can do is really interesting so you take in advanced civilization there you go yeah i mean if, like those i forget what you know I don't, I don't know the names of any types of drones that, you know, commercial drones, but some of the smaller ones I've seen are insanely maneuverable. Um, and, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, that's, I mean, just extrapolate that over, you know, some sort of advanced technology. It is, I don't know if it's possible by humans, <laughs> but... You know, well, that's, that's uh, probably the closest comparison I could think of would be like an unmanned vehicle of some kind. Right. Well, when you think about, I mean, if, when you think about space exploration, uh, if you if you don't want to like, if you want to say these are UFOs and you don't want to say there's somebody inside, but if you just think about space exploration and the way we do it, mm-hmm. we don't really send people. We send bots and satellites and other things. They do all this stuff for us. Right. It's only natural to think that if there is alien life somewhere else, they do the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, they're not sending beings all the time. They're sending uh, robots or Probes. some kind of like uh, some kind of intelligent craft that will do the work for them. Uh, I mean, that contradicts a lot of like UFO abductions and stuff, but that's not to say that, uh, you know, if, if UFOs are real, uh, just even if even if there is beings coming to the planet sometimes, 
that doesn't mean that every single ship has a being on it. It could always be uh, robots on half of them, and then just randomly they will send like somebody. Right. Uh, I mean, because it's what we do. So why wouldn't it be what somebody else would do? Well, you know, that's why I was bringing up earlier is because, you know, you've got, you know, moving these hyper, you know, supersonic speeds beyond, you know, three, four, five thousand miles an hour or whatever it is. But at the same time, you're talking about if this is going on, if, you know, extraterrestrials exist and all that, and they have this technology and like the technology you were talking about earlier where, you know, the spaceship, I saw that, uh, you know, it actually when they flip over like that, Bob Lazar said that, that it takes the gravity or it, uh, you know, forces the space in front of it to move around the ship, you know, and, and, and thrust itself forward. Well, if you're talking about technology like that, what kind of technology they got inside the ship, if they wanted to be inside the ship, what kind of technology they got inside the ship that prevents them from even feeling like, you know, they're hitting a bump in the road, you know? So, you know, we're talking about, Something that, you know, manned or, or not manned, if they are manned, you know, they're already way beyond us, you know, technologically, that they can do whatever the hell they want to do as far as, you know, being the ship, not being the ship. I'm sure that, you know, if they want to be in the ship, they got to figure it out how they can do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Now, I don't want to get too much into, like, big conspiracy theories, but I have to bring this up. <laughs> And this is going to be, okay, this is going to be a stretch, guys. So, <laughs> but I'm still going to bring it up just because, uh, <laughs> just because I have to. So we don't know this. Is, we don't know what these ships are. We don't know who made them. Uh, we can't say they're extraterrestrial. I mean, it's possible they could be uh, human made. I mean, there's no... We have no proof that they're not, they're not, but we have no proof that they are either. But I just want to bring up the fact that uh, in the 1940s, and this is like going into, this is like something that actually was documented. However, it's also something that is, uh, became a big conspiracy theory over the years. And in the 1940s, uh, the Nazis were working on what they called the bell, which also had this shape that we're looking at. Uh, I mean, it was pretty much the exact same shape <laughs> as what we were. It was the bell shape. Boy. And uh, they had it. They say they had it in this ring and it could fly. It could lift off by itself. Uh, so, I mean, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories about what the bell was, time travel, uh, you know, flying saucers, whatever. Uh, I mean, there's even like, there's even like the, uh, there's even the uh, conspiracy theory that, you know, Hitler went, is living on the moon right now. And like, <laughs> so I believe that one. <laughs> so I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get into all that, but it's possible that, you know, there could be like some kind of hidden technology that humans do have that is what this stuff is. And maybe even the government doesn't know about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible. I mean, um, Occam's razor, <laughs> I think that would be 
the most maybe, satisfactory answer. Maybe Hitler's still alive and flying yeah. around flying saucers all the time, messing with our Navy. Well, <laughs> moon Hitler. <laughs> moon Hitler. He's just, he comes from the moon to mess with us. So this isn't really too far-fetched for conspiracy theory, but um, you do have to take into account are these retro engine what we're seeing in these videos? Is there a possibility if we take into account that Bob Lazar was work in fact the real deal and was retrofitting um, extraterrestrial technology into our tech, you know, retrofitting it to what for today? Could this possibly be something that he worked on? And they're test test flying it out, and seeing how actual how how pilots take you know pilots can track it or whatever. Is that a possibility? That's one of the things I've thought about. That could be something that we've already started on. Um, another theory, kind of linking to your Bell theory, Rocky. Um, one of the things I, I knew somebody that lived in New Mexico, uh, she's no longer with us, uh, that lived in New Mexico during the 40s uh, when Ros- when the Roswell crash incident actually happened. She was living there. Um, and she would uh, she would tell you, and this, this woman was never known to be a liar. She uh, told me specifically, I don't know exactly what went, what crashed out there, but I can tell you this: it wasn't no damn weather balloon. They're <laughs> lot. They lied about that. There was something out there they don't want nobody to know about. So if you think about that, so we have a we that to me lends credibility to some kind of UFO crash there. I've often heard theories too that during the forties, during the time of World War II. Aliens, for some reason, took an interest in Earth, possibly due to the war, uh, and that there was all there was contacts with uh, Germany. Uh, that the Germans actually had contacts with a lot of aliens, and was able to. That's how they were able to get a lot of the groundbreaking technology before other people, and then somehow. We the U.S. Roswell crash actually happened, and that's how we got ours. It's a theory, but that that was something I always that I always thought was an interesting thing that the Bell and all of that Bell uh, jet fighters, all of that was actual retrofitted. Uh, Nazis were retrofitting some technology that they were given from an from aliens. Now that I've Rose- heard, I've heard that. Roosevelt is supposedly actually supposed to be in contact with, with aliens yeah. too, you know? So, you know, my question is, uh, whose side were they really on? I mean, <laughs> well, I think they're just playing. They're just playing. Yeah. Were, they, were they playing both sides here guys yeah. or what? So what's going on? Well, maybe there's, maybe there's multiple. They, that's the theory. I there's, mean, you do have like, so if we want to get really into UFOs, we, uh, uh, th- there's three different types of UFOs that is uh, seen a lot. I don't have my tinfoil ready for this, but okay, <laughs> let's get into it. But when you, uh, I watch, uh, 
I watch a lot of like UFO footage. <laughs> so I'm just gonna check. And there's three main types that you see. There's the triangles. Mm-hmm. There's the cigars, mm-hmm. and there's the saucers. Those are the three main types that you see, like in all footage. So you got three different uh, shapes of UFOs. Who's to say that's not three different species that's visiting Earth? Uh, if I mean, if it is species, like maybe there's, maybe there was, one, maybe the saucers were helping the was helping Hitler. And uh, you see a lot of like uh, triangle shapes here in the U.S. And we're the ones that came up with the uh, the wing uh, ships, the wings, because that's the stealth bomber and all that. We got the wing uh, planes now. Maybe we've been retrofitting the uh, the triangles, and that's why we have the wing ships now. I have said that for a while. That, I've always had that kind of theory that the stealth bomber is a retrofitted UFO technology because it looks like it. And it was uh, when it was being now it it was uh, when it was being tested out because it was tested out, you know, close to around there around Roswell, and uh, it was like reported as a UFO many times while they were testing it. Uh, they didn't. I mean, they never publicly acknowledged that it was uh, a plane they were testing. But after they finally released it, like the documentation showed that a lot of those uh, UFO reports back then turned out to be the stealth bomber being tested. Well, it looks strikingly like uh, (laughs) uh, the lights over Phoenix back in, I don't remember what year that was. uh, 97. 97. (laughs) Yeah. It looks strikingly like that. uh, But that ship wasn't moving it was more or less hovering i don't think yep. there's bombers can hover yet um, well, that, that's a that's we actually i actually wanted to speak about that because there was actually the lots over phoenix there was uh there was the there was actually two different reports that night there was the lots and there was also a triangle space sh- uh shaped ship that was seen over the suburbs actually floating over the suburbs and both of those were separate they were like two different reports on the same night. Uh, of course, the uh, the the government's uh, explanation was uh, flares. They were uh, they were <laughs> being flare. dropped. There was like a formation. It's just uh, funnier when you say it, Jason, than the government <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> well, and they and then they also backed out of that too. They did, yeah. Yeah, they said it was flares, and then they came back later and said no, and they went back to the old like standby. It was weather balloons, weather balloons <laughs> with yeah. lights on the bottom of it. <laughs> well, no. the, the I think it was the National Guard in Arizona uh, attempted to recreate the. Uh, that formation with flares and it was, it didn't look like it at all. So, but did they try weather balloons and flares? Yes, they did. Like, I don't think it wasn't the national guard, but they, they have tried to do the weather balloons and recreate the Phoenix lots as well. And it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it didn't. (laughs) It's hard to get a weather balloon to stay side by side as you release them. It's hard to get a weather balloon to do, <laughs> do anything <laughs> rift through the air. So, so I want to see weather balloons and flares in the air at the same time and see what kind of massacre happens with flares hitting a bunch of weather balloons. 
just <laughs> boom everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see that. I want to see that right there. That's what I want. Um, but the, there is a question um, that's often brought up whenever you're dealing with UFOs and then you've got all the different alien races. Um, there's like multiple different types, multiple different types of species. Uh, you've got the Nords, uh, the, the reptilians, the, the greys, yeah, you've got you've got all kinds of those. Well, uh, I have to. What are the Nords? I've never heard of the Nords. They are <laughs> tall, human-looking aliens, blonde hair, long, usually long blonde hair, um, very peaceful. Greeks and very very guardians. Basically, <laughs> the, the, the oh, complete opposite a, of our cool. Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this has been. Um, I think that when did this start coming? Uh, when when did the they start they start talking about that? Was it like to the seven sixties or seventies? Uh, yeah, thereabouts, I believe. So, so what you, what you just described there? Uh, so basically, what you're saying is that all of the species from Elder Scrolls are now space <laughs> aliens and coming to Earth <laughs> in spaceships, except Greys as well. <laughs> Hey, uh, guys, there's another, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. There's another documentary, uh, I think it's on Netflix right now, but uh, it's uh, it's called Unacknowledged. And the host on it is uh, Dr. Greer. I don't remember his first name, but it is, uh, it talks about Bob Lazar a little bit, but it is a fascinating documentary. And, and there's an actual report in there, and there's some legitimate, you know, very logical and and you know uh factual things in there but there's a, one thing in there that dr greer talks about that there's a report released uh by the nsa or somebody that there uh is potentially two that the government thinks there's two to ten um intelligent uh beings or intelligent life forms within our so own own uh, not solar system but our uh, own galaxy that the government actually believed this and reported that in a report. And, you know, there's a lot of other great stuff in that documentary. It's called Unacknowledged. But that was, I thought that was fascinating that the government actually acknowledged in some report that there could be at least two to possibly 10 uh, alien races out there just within this galaxy. And, you know, for them to acknowledge that in some kind of report, just, I mean, that shows that, you know, they're denying all this for, whatever reason i don't know but they're denying it just to keep us in the dark obviously but i thought that was fascinating don't know if you guys have seen it or not i haven't seen that one now i i saw um a funny comment on a i forget it was youtube or reddit or something but um it was about the uh declassification of these you know this ufo footage and it's like, well, why didn't the government just tell us about it before? And I was like, well, you idiots went out and bought six months worth of toilet paper <laughs> when you for a virus. <laughs> and that's a great point. Yeah. How, a, do, how do you think people, <laughs> how do you think people would handle aliens? <laughs> so I pose this question to you. Do you think that they've just been conditioning us over the last 70 years to slowly and gradually let this out? And, uh, you know, and maybe to one day be like, yeah, guys, we, they're here. I mean, 
Do you think that's, you know, something that the government has knowledgeably been doing? I don't know if it's, if they've been conditioning us. I also think that I was going to say part of me wonders what the government's actually doing right now with all the, because I've always been raised to believe that if the government goes, Hey, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Now I'm going to go over here and do this. Always keep an eye on what the other hand's doing. So part of me is like, well, you know, during all this whole, this whole freaking mess of a pandemic one, um, if they're like, well, now's as good as time as any to go ahead and say it because it's going to get out anyway. So, hey, guess what? Yeah. It's real. Um, I mean, I don't even think the government is aware of what the other hand is doing. Um, in this situation, absolutely. There, Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, uh, the the government has a very fractured uh, compartment. You know, compart- yeah, uh, it's it's very compartmentalized and absolutely. very need to know. So yeah, yeah, and most people don't need to know, need to know. what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I, I will. This is I, so I've always been kind of a skeptic. I really didn't believe in it. Uh, like aliens no i'm not not saying i don't believe in aliens because i do believe aliens exist but i never believed that they'd been to earth because Um, why would they want to come here i just i'd never believed that but uh i have to say the last couple years has kind of started changing my opinion that maybe maybe they are visiting here now one thing i will say that i do not believe uh I know I brought it up earlier with the bail and everything, but I do not believe the government is meeting with them. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that either. <laughs> and I also don't think, I, I think that I having to do with the, the question you posed there, uh, I don't think, uh, I think that's why they, the government doesn't like, hasn't brought it out before. Because they don't really know what's going on. Yes, right. they've seen it, but they really so they it's just as unknown to them as it is to us. So uh the fear factor kind of plays into it. Like they need they want to keep it a secret because you know, they're sort of semi afraid of it because yeah. it's been going on for all these years and what the, and they can't do anything about it. So they sure as hell don't want to tell the public, hey there's these people, this advanced technology that's uh, all over the place and uh, they could just destroy us at any second if they felt like it, but because we can't do shit about it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's sort of how I see the, why they wouldn't tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. I think that's the important thing because the, the most important thing is like the government doesn't want to let us know just how helpless we would be in a, a situation like that. I mean, if you could fly from one side of the galaxy to the other and come here, what kind of weapons have you got? <laughs> yeah, well, that that brings me up to another point. Is uh, you know, if if uh, if they're sending like manned craft, you know, I think what what is Proxima Centauri like four or five light years away? Yeah, something like that. So that's assuming they, if they can travel at light speed, which according to physics as we know it, 
isn't possible, uh, it would still take them at least, you know, four to five years to get here. That's assuming they come from <laughs> Proxima Centauri. So four to five years minimum. Maybe they maybe they maybe they've got like an Elon Musk on their planet, kind of like we have. <laughs> hey, and he yeah, like, they could. <laughs> and he like sells these vacations to like planet Earth. Hey, you know, vacation to planet Earth. It's like the top tier guys. You know? Does that mean that our Elon Musk is like the great value version of their Elon Musk? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's just way behind, man. A cheaper and, and not as good version. Right? The great wow. value version. <laughs> wow. So, but no, at least you honestly, didn't say the Dollar General version. Yeah, the Dollar General. <laughs> But honestly, there, there there is a question that I have with all of this: is what, why, 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 why are they coming here? What could yeah, curious that advanced? You know? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is exploration and curiosity. That's really the. I mean, I think if 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 there, you know, if these if there's an intelligence behind these UFOs, that obviously I don't say obviously, but my theory is they're just here for observation. I don't think they've been abducting people and probing them. And I think a lot of that, there's a, the, the brain can, for example, sometimes I would think if someone seen, got like actually had a really close encounter like that, the brain does strange things when it can't comprehend what it's saying. Hmm. It makes, it makes up stuff to make it make sense to the person. It's interesting after um, the the first uh, publicized, well-publicized abduction case. Um, what was that couple? I forget their name. Um, uh, the one back in the uh, uh, 60s, late 60s? Yeah, it was the 50s or 60s, I think. Um, that's where the, the concept of the gray alien came from. Mm-hmm. But pretty much every abduction story past that or after that conformed to that idea of what an alien looks like. And then you've got... uh... Whereas before, that description didn't really exist. I think it's just like, oh, me too. (laughs) It's the me too movement of the extraterrestrials. Well, the, uh, the, uh, the thing about abductions, most of them, is usually... Uh, well, I'm not going to say all the time, but a lot of abduction stories only come out under hypnosis. And uh, even though at one time we thought hypnosis was a way to bring forth stuff, now study after study has proven when you put somebody under hypnosis, you start asking them questions, whatever you ask them, that's where they go. And then they believe exactly what you said. So like hypnosis is a horrible way to get somebody to say they've been abducted. And a lot of abduction stories that you hear and still this day, like there's people that swear by it. They put people under hypnosis and bring out their abduction story. And it's just, I mean, it's just a crock of shit. So it is, (laughs) but they still like promote it. Like it's like a, it's, it's true, even though we know that we've shown study after study now that when you do that, it's just like you're just manipulating the person while they're in a, a subconscious state right. to believe what you want them to believe. 
and so we i don't i don't know if i believe in the abduction stories too much but i i want i would say if if they are coming here for exploration purposes they may they may have abducted a few people because it would make sense i mean you yeah, want to like possible. know something about who you're coming to look at i mean you if you have the technology to knock them out for a little while and like bring them on board and study them and then put them back. I mean, why wouldn't you do it if you could get away with it? And you're definitely going to be get away with it because you have all this technology. <laughs> Somehow they're, they're just experts at just targeting the dumbest yokels they can find. And <laughs> But I don't think, I don't think they're like just abducting every person they see and shoving shit up their ass. No. <laughs> Well, if you look at it, I mean, I don't know how many abduction stories out there there are. Let's say there's a million. Billions of them. Yeah. Well, let's say there's a million. And, you know, if you say, you know, 1% of that is true, you know, 1%, you know, you're looking at 10,000, say 0.1% is true. You know, you're looking at a thousand people. And that's still, you know, a lot of people that's had something shoved up their ass. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that's a I lot mean, of people, man. There are some crazy abduction stories when you get. <laughs> like, I mean, like there's yeah. absolutely wild ones. That, uh, some that I don't even feel comfortable enough getting into that I've heard. That's, yeah, let's not do that. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, what do you, there there is one that's very well documented, and uh, I mean, we I'm sure we all fire in the sky, mm-hmm. uh, like. Okay, oh. that, that movie was horrifying. That, <laughs> that that's the one like that that's a very well documented one and uh he's taken lie detector test after lie detector test and his his story was not uh, coerced under uh under hypnosis that's just i mean he just told the story all of his buddies told the same story up until the part where he disappeared and uh but then he just reappeared all of a sudden, like days later. Uh, I mean, what do you think about stories like that? Though? Like he didn't say, he also didn't I don't think he never said that something was shoved up his ass either. He, that, was not one of his, <laughs> that was not one of his uh, things. Yeah. <laughs> and I apologize to anybody that's been really abducted. I didn't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to call everyone. Absolutely. Up. A yokel. Um, I'll be I'll be abducted tomorrow. Um, nobody we, nobody that, will believe. And they're definitely sticking something up your ass, Shane. You got it. You got it. You got it. They're like, which one do you want, Shane? Come here. <laughs> we choose this one. I probably deserve it. <laughs> Go ahead, Roland. Sorry. I was just trying to think of a way I could work the word elegante into this episode. Elegante. <laughs> elegante. Um, no, but you got to think about that. Like, so you, you, you have the well-documented case, uh, and there are some really well-documented ones. I cannot remember a lot of the ins and outs of this case, but you had the guy from fire in the sky. You also have a, a, a military, uh, there was a, it was a military base. I want to say it was, was it either in Germany or Britain where, um, two guys, they, they, this craft had landed in the wilderness and they like, these dudes had talked about this 
they, they'd given their reports and everything. They found this craft that had landed out in the wilderness. And it wasn't for like a couple of days later, one of the, one of the guys that uh, discovered the ship just started writing stuff down, just all this gibberish that he had seen on the side of the ship. I cannot remember for the life of me. I remember something about the, the stuff on the side of the ship. I do remember that. Yeah, and it was, this guy was on a military base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it, these two guys were on the military, and the, both their stories were exactly the same. They yeah, had was, a lot of missing time, though. As soon yeah, as that, that, they got that, like that an, hours. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like, one, wasn't there like uh I think I know what you're talking about. And wasn't there like multiple sightings though? It wasn't mm-hmm. just them. Yeah. It was like the whole base saw it, yes. but it was like a lot. And then it like flew over the base and then they, they went out into the woods to see if they could track it down. Yes. And you yeah. know what the, what the military officially said it was? No. Weather balloons. Uh, no. Oh. Close. It was a, um, uh, like a light on a tower that they would have seen every single night. Mm. Yeah. For, but, oh, that was just one of those ta- lights on lights on the towers over there. Yeah. But, yeah, that that's the same. That is the exact same. Uh, that, was in the, that was in the 60s or 70s or something, right? Uh, I, I want to say, yeah. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I remember that story, yeah. So it seems like as we are getting further and further progressing down the timeline – that aliens are just becoming less and less interactive with us because we're just heathens and left to our own devices. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I, if I had to, uh, you know, say my two cents on, on that, why like, uh, the, you had a lot more sightings like back in some earlier time, I would say that it has to do with, uh, the, like the, the biggest time that we know, like Roswell and all this, all, there's a lot of different signs there. You had the Russian uh, crash that was yeah. also reported. Uh, all this stuff happened around the same time. So if they started visiting us then, uh, I would say it had to do with the invention of uh, nuclear technology. Because that, that for the first time, we had the ability to destroy an entire planet, basically, if we if we decided to do it. Now, look, and, the primates uh, learned how to split the atom. Yeah. <laughs> so, if 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 that's what was going on, and maybe maybe it's, as it's went on, they've like seen that we finally understood, you know, leave that shit alone. <laughs> that's that's bad for you because most governments are now like uh, we don't we'll just put that stuff on the back burner. We don't need it anymore. You have the little you know the little shit ones like Iran and places in North Korea that want it, but uh, the, the governments that actually have the technology are now are like, we're not going to use that. We don't want to like, we don't want to screw the world up. So maybe that's why if they're coming here, they've like decided to like back off a little bit because they see that we've finally got enough sense not to use this world destroying technology. So you got to think too now that all that all this has come out we got to think you know what else is actually real now what i find interesting skinwalker ranch 
that's an episode all in itself eventually we should do but there's been a lot of ufo sightings or or weird transdimensional things that happen out there so it's like ooh, i wonder you know what could possibly tie into that Hey, not to get off the subject, but I, I've missed a couple episodes. Have they ever like dug down and found out what's underneath the ground yet, or is the place exploded because they started digging, or what? What's, what's happened? Now, not what? since I've watched it. Now <laughs> they're supposed to they they were supposed to found like some kind of metal thing underneath the ground, or they were going to start digging and oh, and Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, and then like the telephone pole started shaking. Yeah, have you have you did you, you know there's a TV show right? <laughs> Yeah, there's a TV show. The guy that bought Skinwalker Ranch now started a TV show where he's like investigating it with a bunch of people. Oh, I and the History Channel's involved in it. I of thought that's what you are. were talking about, Roland. No, Sorry. I, I've known about. I've, I, yes, yeah, Roland was just uh, talking about the ranch itself and all the shit that's went on over the years. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's been a hot spot of craziness. Uh, they they covered the history in the first episode pretty good, so. Uh, uh, I'd heard about it. I I think I first heard about Skinwalker Ranch was in like 2007 or 2008. Uh, Our mutual friend, uh, David Wu, actually got me, uh, turned me on to Skinwalker Ranch. I'll tell you. uh, Oh, I thought you meant Skywalker Ranch. Oh, (laughs) completely different place. (laughs) Still some uh, weird happenings. The same guy that did the uh, the Bob Lazar documentary also did a documentary on uh, Skinwalker Ranch, and uh, I, I I was uh, he did the Skinwalker Ranch first, and I was like all hopped up to watch this, and uh, I so I got it like as soon as it came out, and I watched it, and it was horrible. And, like, <laughs> there was nothing, there was nothing that went on in it. Like they they showed nothing. Uh, and I was I was so disappointed. And then when I found out he was doing the Bob Lazar uh, documentary, I was really disappointed. And I was like, this is going to be another horrible documentary. And I was really surprised when it was really good. <laughs> I was like, because mm. I mean, of all the stuff that has been said, went on at uh, Skinwalker Ranch for the documentary to be so bad. I was like, mm. What's he like, going to do with Bob Lazar? <laughs> like, this sucks. There's barely any skin or walking in this thing. <laughs> so, not to totally steer uh, sub, yeah, uh, topics, but I know we were talking earlier about, like, stuff that we've experienced firsthand. So, who all, who all here, Shane, have you, have you experienced anything firsthand? of the extraterrestrial or unexplained phenomenon. I've never seen any green men or gray men or anything like that. But, at, uh, you know, I, I was telling you guys earlier, um, you know, I was, I'm a stargazer. I love looking at the stars and, you know, um, Beetlejuice fascinates me because it's about to explode and any day it could explode or whatever. Um, but I was um, a few months ago out in, uh, <clears throat> I was actually in a, in Pikeville and staying at a secluded place there, cabin, a bunch of other cabins around stuff. And uh, 5.30 in the morning, um, looking up, and I was just staring at the stars, and they looked really funny. And uh, all of a sudden, they started moving. And I was like, stars don't move like that. <laughs> and, you know, I counted like 15 of them. 
And, uh, you know, they all just moved all at the same time. And then all of a sudden they got faster and faster and just went out of sight. And I thought, man, people are crazy for telling, saying anything about this. And about 30 minutes later, there was this guy come out, smoke cigarette. And uh, they had a little smoking area there, like a little garden area where you go smoke. And I was telling this guy about, I was like, man, I, you know, I'm going to sound crazy telling you this, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. And I told him what, I, what I'd sought. And he was like, you know, kind of skeptical, looking at me like I was weird or whatever. And then about that time, we're looking up again, and they're both of us smoking cigarettes and those same lights. He saw them too. They just come, kind of come over and just all in a row, you know, like 15. We counted 15 of these lights and they all just, they were solid white lights. Um, just, you know, just like a, Couldn't tell how far away they were or anything, but they were all just moving in a solid pattern, same distance apart. He was like, man, I see it. I see it. I was like, that's exactly what I saw earlier, just over in another spot. And, you know, we got to talking and talking about the crazy things like that. And then an airplane came by later. Of course, airplanes have red flashing lights, you know? Well, is this airplane come through? See, and we were saying, yeah, see, that's an airplane. That's what an airplane's supposed to look like. But the other lights were just white lights. <clears throat> and as that airplane was flying by, those same lights came just flying, zipping around that airplane, just left and right. Couldn't tell if they were below it or above it, but I would like to be the guy in the airplane because I'm sure he had some kind of show. <laughs> these lights were just zipping around him like left and right. And, you know, me and that guy, I told you, I said, man, I'm glad somebody else saw this because, you know, if not, they would have thought I was nuts. But, you know, that's, that's about the craziest thing I've ever seen. Roman? I got nothing. Rocky. <laughs> now, I've had one experience. Uh, this was many years ago. It was, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, probably like the late 90s. So it's been a long time ago now. Uh, and I was, I don't know, I was in my late teens somewhere. And it was on a full moon night. And uh, my mother... Uh, happened to be outside at the time and she got me to come outside because she wanted to show me something and uh, the moon it was a very clear night like super clear and the moon was huge and just completely full in the sky and there was these lights like they were white lights and uh, as just like Shane said you couldn't tell how far they were away uh, but they were like just like rotating around the moon and just like in a circle and then they just stopped and then they started rotating again, just like in a circle. And it just like had no idea what they were. They were just weird. And, and then after, I don't know, we probably watched them for like 15 minutes and they just kept doing that. And they would stop and just come stationary for a while. And then they all of a sudden just like bunched up and shot off in a direction and were gone. And like, I mean, like 10 seconds completely disappeared. And that was the end of it. And I, to this day, I have no idea what that was, but me and my mother both watched it and we watched it for quite a while, like about 15 minutes and, uh, no clue as to what that was. So what about you, Roland? I've had a couple, uh, when I was growing up, uh, out in the area where I grew up at, um, very rural area in, uh, called sinking Creek out in, uh, London, Kentucky. Uh, I grew up on a farm. And I think my first experience with this, I was coming back from a Boy Scouts meeting. Uh, or no, I wasn't a Boy Scout. I was coming back from something. 
I was with my friend Travis and his father, Jim. And we were down at uh, my father and my uncles were working in the barn that evening. And they were, uh, I can't, uh, I can't remember what they were doing, but they were, they weren't, couldn't be hanging tobacco that late. They were all doing something at the barn and I was sitting there watching the sky. And I seen this object, a white light, like a white ball zip up. I was like, Oh wow. Look at that. I thought it was a star at first. And then all of a sudden it moved. It went immediately beelined to the right, then zipped forward like it was coming toward us and then shot off out into, over the wo woods and then came back and then zipped off. And I'd never seen it. Just something like that. It was just it almost like done a triangle kind of effect and then zipped out over the woods. And I never seen it after that. And then there was one time um, and this is the only thing, this is the only thing that ever messed with me, um, was the time I ever wound up having missing time. Um, now Rocky will be the only one out of all of us that would, that's going to know, uh, the distance that I had to walk, um, from the house I grew up at to maybe a city block distance maybe uh to the house where my father lived down below us remember the little white house with the red barn rocky so i was walking there from uh, my the house where my sister was living well yeah how long do you think that would take you to just casually walk just a minute or two not very long five minutes yeah if you're taking your time five ten minutes i lost an hour and a half I left at four and when I walked through, walked into the kitchen, all the clocks read 5.30. Now, a lot of people could say, hey, well, that's just your clocks were wrong. I turned the TV on and it was 5.30. I somehow lost an hour and a half between those, between the, on that walk. <laughs> Still to this day, I cannot figure out what happened. Was your butt hurting? <laughs> no. <laughs> Rocky asking the important questions. You've had to know. Bring, bring, bring in the, uh, bring in the, bring in the important questions. <laughs> so um, did, did anything weird happen other than losing time? Did you see anything or? I had weird experience, like nothing like extraterrestrial kind of thing. Like I, for a while, I was always I was always paranoid that I was being watched when I was younger. Because you were. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I, I know his family. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nothing. They were like, say. get in the yard and don't come back. Daniel's get together. <laughs> I didn't have any kind of any other cases of missing time per se. But I would have. I, I, I was fascinated with grades after that point. Like just the, and of course, yeah, that was the time I, that was the same time though. That was when X-Files was still really big. So of course, you know, I'm going to be into that. Um, but those were the only two really oddball interest, um, interesting things that ever happened to me. 
Um, but yeah, it's one thing. This is kind of beelining back to uh, things that, in history. We did forget to talk about one thing uh, in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. In 1955, we had the little green men attack a family. You guys, do you guys ever remember hearing about that? Yeah, the goblins. Mm. The goblins <laughs> of Hopkinsville. Yeah. Uh, Part of me wonders if those guys were just drunk on shine, wanting to shoot guns all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, the goblins is another story that uh, I definitely want to go into into a podcast. So I don't really want to get into it right now. But there is a lot of stuff going on with the goblins and uh, a lot of other things uh, in this area. And uh, we're going to do a podcast on that. <laughs> I mean, we're in Kentucky. We, we need to talk about the goblins because it, it didn't just end back then. It's still an ongoing thing. Uh, a lot of different reports and a lot of different uh, uh, with the mammoth cave system going on. So. Uh, it does tie into UFOs though. So I don't know, but, uh, we, we ain't got time to go into it in this podcast, but it is, uh, definitely, uh, uh, something I do want to go into later. I also want to go into later on a later podcast, uh, about Bigfoot. But the only thing I want to say with Bigfoot, uh, with this one is that I do not believe the Bigfoot UFO connection. <laughs> What about the fact that he's the guardian of Earth? <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that one either. <laughs> well, that's new to me. But <laughs> I well, guess you just told me everything I needed to know about yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, the I guess we went over our topics for this, this week anyway. But uh, I'd just like to throw it back to all of you guys and see if you have any final thoughts that you would like to say before we before we head out for this week really crazy really crazy times we live in because i grew up waited my whole life for the government to say hey guess what this stuff's real <laughs> it happened and no one cared yeah i i concur with that that is <laughs> yeah interesting days these are uh i don't know as far as the ufos go i i think that i heard somebody say the other day that uh you know either we are all alone in the universe or we are not alone in the universe and either way it's a scary thought so uh <laughs> yeah. i agree with them i agree with them 100 <laughs> universe is a scary place yeah well, as I said uh, earlier in the podcast, I believe I believe wholeheartedly that we are not alone in the universe. Uh, up until recently, I did not believe that we've been visited, though. But I'm starting to change my mind on that. Uh, and maybe we have been visited. Uh, these these government reports are uh, are sure of making me making my skepticism go away a little bit <laughs> but well, rocky real quick what, what do you what do you think about uh i mean the cavemen that like uh drew pictures on the walls of ufos and you know all the drawings on the ground uh that ancient astronaut theorists <clears throat> well i mean seriously i mean you know that they couldn't blame that shit on weather balloons back then and players so <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, something happened. Well, yeah, I mean, but it could be, you know, in their days, it could have been anything. You have no idea because. As opposed to now, it couldn't be anything. I mean, I mean it could be it could be anything <laughs> now, too. But like yeah. today it could be weather balloons. It could be weather balloons back then, pal. But <laughs> today we have more balloons. like uh, we have more like if you see something in the sky. Like you're only seeing something in the sky. And you could be, you know, it could be anything. But when you're seeing it in the sky and you're in the sky next to it, it makes it a little bit, there's a little bit more perspective that you have on what you're seeing other than when you're seeing something, you know, a mile up compared to you sitting on the ground. So. I, I'm just saying when you see something in the air and balloons don't exist yet. So. Yeah, but a lot. There's a lot of creatures that fly too, though. So, well, my my point is, you know, it's just, you know, if they're visiting today, then there's a good possibility they were visiting back then. You know, maybe they've always been visiting. Who knows? I, don't know. I mean, it's possible. It's like you don't know when they you don't know when they evolved or how long they've been. You know, and until uh, had ascension, basically. So right. they could have been, and honestly. Uh, getting into more of scientific uh, analysis, uh, really, there should be we should be able to look up in the sky now and find just looking at the stars and find evidence of uh, alien beings because the universe has been around for uh, thirteen and a half billion years, and based upon how fast life evolves and how other and other stars that were born and have died before, you know, before our star was even born. If life evolves as fast as fast as it did here on earth, everywhere else, uh, there should have been intelligent beings like way smarter than us for billions of years already in our galaxy, just statistically. So who knows? <laughs> there, there could have been an alien race visit Earth a million years ago that doesn't even exist anymore. Hey, I got a quick question. I, I didn't know if he was getting ready to wrap it up, but quick question: um, Have you guys seen the Space Force logo, the yes. flag? What do you think about that? Oh God, I didn't see that. And Gene Roddenberry's rolling in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Gene Roddenberry is, but I assume he has something to do with Star Trek, right? He's the He's guy. The creator. creator. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, oh no! Are we are we serious with this? Do, are you seeing it now? I just saw it. Yeah, look yeah. at his well, face, ladies and gentlemen. That was the face of disappointment, shock, <laughs> and disbelief. You do know. Well, I love it. I personally love it. You do know that space, the space I, force logo, <laughs> is just the space command logo, like Starfleet. No. Space Command? Space Command is a government entity that's been around for like 30 years. And it's the Space Command logo. They just like redid it for Space Force. So they've been, the they've been using that logo for like 30 years already. Oh. oh okay. So is that, is that, <laughs> Gene Roddenberry's still probably pretty pissed off. Is that Gene what Reagan Ron- started up earlier? Is that- yeah. So Space, okay. Space Command is part of uh, the Air Force and has been. And, and now... Uh, it's been around for like 30 years since like the Reagan <laughs> administration. And, but they uh, shut it down or something, didn't they? Didn't they shut it down? And no, like it's free? always been going on. Oh, okay. okay. It was, uh, 
Uh, it's all, there's always been a space command for the past 30 years. And just now, uh, it's going, it's going to get, go away from the Air Force and become part of, uh, now it's uh, its own entity. Yeah. Now it's its own entity. Be part of Space Force. See, and, and they've got the Star today. Trek logo. I love it. I think it's great. I just want to. I want a suit that I could touch it and be like, "Hey, Roland, this well, is Shane." You actually were bringing this up, which reminded me about that because that, that was something I was going to talk about with Space Force. I was like, "Do you think Space Force is America's answer to all right?" So we're going to. Well, I didn't want to get out of here. This stuff's real. <laughs> so we're going to do Space Force. Now, I will. I will say. Uh, I mean, I don't get too political on this podcast, but I'm not a Trump fan. Uh, but Space Force is something that I entirely agree with. And I know that a lot of people are against it, especially on the liberal side. But uh, no, we need Space Force and we need a shit ton of money given to Space Force because it's the only way that we're going to get off of this planet. <laughs> And you said that the liberals are against this? Oh, yeah. They've been against it from the beginning. They don't like oh, Space okay. Force at all. Huh. Uh, but I'm like, I mean, the, the only way, the only way that we're ever going to become a real space-faring uh, species is if the military gets involved in space exploration. That's the way it's always been. Once the military gets involved, then technology starts moving fast in that direction. Where the money's get, at, baby. Where exactly. At. Like they have one fourth of our budget a year is <laughs> <laughs> goes to the military. So if you make a space agency that has that amount of money, you're going to the stars. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean, what, we're just giving we're just giving NASA like ten dollars a year or something. Yeah, like they get like I think it's like twenty five <laughs> million dollars a year is all NASA gets. <laughs> that's pathetic. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they, we we need Space Force. I don't care what anyone says when it comes to that. Space Force is a good idea. It's one of Trump's good yeah, ideas. That's a it is a good idea. That's a much better prospect than uh, you know, war. <laughs> <laughs> that's a better use of the military, I think. I really just wish he would have called it Star Trek. I really just wish he would have called it Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not kid or kid kid anybody here. Just come out and call it Star Trek. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm still fine with uh, Reagan's Star, Star Wars. Star, Star Wars, Wars. Yeah, I was fine with that. We should just kept going. We should have moved forward with Star Wars, I thought. There are theories that the Star Wars program did continue on and that we have orbitable, orbital platforms now. You know, orbital platforms. Uh, um, let, let, let's, I, I think we could see those from Earth. Let's let's uh, <laughs> just say that uh, we'll end this. Well, I think it's time to end the podcast. But I'll just I just want to I just want to end it on this note uh, before we go. Reagan had Star Wars, and he uh, he said in the speech that he Star Wars was for one thing and one thing only to protect us from alien invasions. He made a he made a public speech where he said this straight out, and now that we've got like the government saying that we have UFOs, what do you think about that speech now? And like, how would that have changed the people's opinion if they would have released footage like this back in the eighties when Reagan made this speech? Because back then they just said that he was crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, they had to shut him up, man, because he was like going on about, you know, we were on Air Force One chasing this UFO and they were like, I mean, his, you know, cabinet people around him were like, shut up, Reagan. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was going to think you're crazy, but he wanted to openly talk about it. He did. Yeah. I mean, and, he did openly talk about it. Yeah, he did. And, you know, he even proposed that to Gorbachev. You know, we're in the middle of the Cold War. You know, he's like, you know, if, if somebody from outer space came, you know, wouldn't you join forces with us? And Gorbachev's <laughs> like, well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to be the asshole who joined the aliens or anything. <laughs> Come on, Gorby. Let's go. Uh, let's go kill some aliens. I don't know. Yes. I, I think I think if uh, the aliens came to Earth, I would be like, mm, "Can I be on your side?" <laughs> I think they got the better chance of winning. <laughs> but uh, that's just me. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been cool though to been on Air Force One and hear Aaron Reagan say, "Hey, chase that UFO, follow that thing," and, and they got to chase it. I mean, they ain't got no choice. I mean, Commander it's in chief. But even the pilots said that they saw the same thing. But that I, that would have been a cool moment. Hey, chase that UFO. <laughs> well, I, I think I can agree with all of us. When you talk about Reagan and all that, and 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 the declassification of everything, along with Space Force actually being a legit thing now, I don't think it's coincidence. And shit got real. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think this that's a good good point to end on the podcast for. Uh, before I go this week, though, uh, I just want to say uh, uh, we're, we've been doing this. This is uh, be episode five now, and we're planning on doing it every week going forward. We're going to have a different theme. Uh, uh, we'd like to start hearing from uh, the viewers. Um, you can always leave us a... You know, you can leave us comments on our YouTube channel, and you can also email us at uh, podcast at rolling, rollingrock, uh, dot com, And uh, whatever you want to say, go ahead and send it to us, and we'll... Uh, Just be nice. We're very sensitive. Uh, we're not. You can be I'm a mean as hell. I don't give yeah, a shit. <laughs> I, like the me- I like the death threats, actually. I like... I think they're funny. You're getting death threats? <laughs> Why would you bother... <laughs> Really? What have you talked about on this show? To get death threats? Oh yeah, you never know. I'm pretty I sure some people were pissed with our coronavirus episode. I know there was some people pissed about our coronavirus. So I heard about some of those. <laughs> but I don't know. Damn there was probably some people pissed about just our. I, wrestling fans are pretty hard pressed. So, I mean, there's our lists sometimes can piss some people off. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a passionate group of people. I'll, there. I'll be honest. All I've seen is your wrestling episode. So I want to have to go back and watch the coronavirus. <laughs> I guess I, I will say this and anything and everything that we talk about, it is all personal opinion. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's everything we say is fact, and if you don't believe, fuck you. That's <laughs> exactly. Send those death threats. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Well, there goes no, guys. The demonetization. <laughs> hey guys, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. I've been bored out of my mind, and this is uh, you know, got my mind off the COVID nineteen crap. So, good deal. I, I appreciate it. 
Uh, we like to have you on, and we'll have you on again, yep. Shane, whenever you want right. to. <laughs> cool. Well, it's good having you too, Carmen. Thank you, sir. Good and, to be uh, here. As always, Roland. Keep <laughs> on keeping on. Peace out. Catch you later. Bye. Good night, everybody. Later on. Yeah.